It's time! Drew Doherty and John Harris have their white coats and their goggles on, and they're ready to talk Texans in a different sort of way. Uh, let's go in the lab. That's right, it is time for In the Lab. It's Drew and John Harris, and John, I'll blow your mind. I'll blow your mind. Sure you want to do that? Yep. Okay. Okay, what? I'm first go for wait, it. Here's a table of contents. Okay. I'm gonna blow John's T-O-C. mind. I'm gonna blow John's mind, and John's gonna have some feedback on this. Okay, and it's about the last game, about the Monday night game. Okay, but then we're gonna clip ahead to the matchup that I think is the most important one against the Browns in game. I get the feeling it's gonna chew up about 15, 20 minutes. Okay, so, let's go. Let's go. Hey, we also want to remind you to check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher. If you're there on iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a comment. We want to get better. We want you to love us, but most of all, we just want you to listen. I'm going to give you a number, John, and that number is 19. Does that number have any significance to you from Monday Night Football, Texans, and Titans? 19? Let's see. 19. 19. 19 throws by Marcus Mariota that were less than 10 yards. No. Good Good guess, though. Okay. Good guess. Here's, here's, here's what it is. Okay. I may not Texans, be wrong with that, by the way, though. No, but I think you're going to like this one. Okay. Texans faced a third and two on their very first possession of the game in the first quarter. They get sacked. Yep, that's right. They punt. Uh-huh. Two plays later, Titans score a touchdown to make it 10 nothing. Right. Early, early, early first quarter. Right. Then the Texans reel off 19 straight plays without facing a third down. Wow, that's a good stat. So, only first or second downs, they had 19 straight plays. That means they went three whole possessions and six plays, which is remarkable in itself, into a fourth possession without facing a third down. So, before they started that, they were down 10 nothing. By the time they reached a third down for the second time in the game, they were up by double digits. They were up 21-10. to 10. Hmm. How odd is that? Well, it fit with the game. It really fit with the game, if you think about it. I, I love that. That's a good one, though. You did. I mean, just clipping them up. Think you, about that. Well, on that drive after the after it was ten to nothing, Miller went for twenty one. Yep. Then twelve. Yep. Then fifteen. Mm-hmm. Then Demary's touchdown. It was a seven-play drive. In, yeah, now that that was a four-play sequence, just bang, 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 touchdown. I mean, it was like, whoa, okay. They've woken up. Now it's it's time to rock. The other one is this. Now, I don't – I'm going to get the game book up in front of me so I can maybe speak a little bit more context to this. But Marcus Mariota was perfect on third down. Mm-hmm. He was perfect on third down. Yet, Tennessee – was, I don't say off on third down, but the number wasn't great. They did not, let me see, they converted, Titans were 4 of 12 on third down. Yet he was perfect on third down. Yeah. He had to be because the incompletion, I think, came mm-hmm. on second down, which was in the fourth quarter. So he was perfect on third down, and yet 4 of 12, 33% overall on third down conversions. And I think what's fascinating about this is 
and and I wrote about this. Now you, you can't. I'm not saying to take these off the board because you can't. But his two touchdowns. One was 61, and one was 48. I think. I think it was 48. That's 109 yards. Then he tacked on 64 yards on the final drive. I think it was 64 because those were all passes. He tacked on 64 on the final drive. When the game was well out of reach. Right. 17 down. So that's 109 plus, what did I say, 64? That's like 173 of his 303. So, so one, what, 120, what am I, 127? Something like that. Yeah. So that's all he really threw for. Well, 303 minus he was 130. So he had 130 yards, really. Outside of the two touchdown throws and that last garbage drive. Yeah. That's it. So he wasn't throwing the ball down the field. He would throw the ball on third down short, guys would get tackled. He would uh, throw the ball on second down, they would get up near the first down, they might run it on third down, they get stuffed. But that was kind of, to me, it was one of the stories of the game that, yeah, he was perfect for a long time. But other than that 61-yard throw, like he wasn't doing anything. He hit the throw to make it 27-17. Okay, like got him back in the game, so to speak. And then Deshaun and the offense, the answer with the drive went down and scored and made it 34-17. But he got those 65 yards in garbage time at the end of the two touchdowns. Other than that, yeah, he was perfect on third down, but yet the Titans were 4 of 12. And I thought what was really interesting, I saw this tweet about Marcus's day. His QBR, because he didn't throw any interceptions and he had two touchdowns, mm-hmm. His QBR, his rating was 146.5. Yeah. Oh, uh, check that. Sorry. I need the full game rating. His full game rating was 147.7. He went 22-23, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 147.7. But his his ESPN, like ESPN has a metric too. I yeah. can't remember what they call it. But like it's a quarter. I don't know if they call it QBR or whatever. But they I, have, No, I do think it is Q. Anyways, yeah. I think it's QBR as well. I know what you're talking about. That's on a scale of 0 to 100, 0 being awful and great being 100. That rating had him as a 2, like 2 out of 100. Wow. So it just showed you the differences in QBR, and whoever I saw put that out there noted those, those stats. He was like, yeah, he's perfect on third down, but he didn't pick up any third downs. Mm-hmm. He was 4 of 12. Mm-hmm. So he got a couple of them. It's like his and, – and the last drive was just a garbage drive. And the, he, he claimed I, – I can't remember what he said. I think – yeah, he said he claimed the last drive was when Tennessee had a .002% chance of winning. So they don't factor that into the equation. So I don't know where you fall in a quarterback ranking, quarterback rating thing, but the one the NFL has used for a long time, 147.7. You've always got to be mindful of what it is. Really. Right, exactly. And, and to my point, like stats don't really tell you the story because you see 22 or 23, you're like, you had a banner night. Not really. Mike Leach hated that stat, by the Not way. Not really. QB rate. How they come up with that? I mean, did you win the ball game? Did you do that? Yeah, he didn't like that one. But back to the 19, so they had a seven-play drive that ended with the, the first Demarius Thomas touchdown. Yep. The next one was a five-play drive, ended with Watson's scamper. Scrabble, yeah. And then it's the turning point of the game. Defense stuffs mm-hmm. them on the fourth down, and Lamar Miller, it's a one-play drive. The one-hitter, 97 yards and I don't know if you just uh, heard earlier today, running backs coach Danny Barrett. He got uh, Lamar Miller got everybody a T-shirt for that because they pass out T-shirts when you have a, a long touchdown run or whatever. That's the first long touchdown nice. of the season. Yeah, he said he missed so missed Lamar- a pair at, against Miami. He said he still owes us two more. So, so 
Lamar has to get everybody T-shirts. I think it's – I don't know what it, it – Mark Berman's going to have a story about this. Okay. He was he was really – He's really into that? Onto it, yeah. But basically the offense, the entire offense gets a uh, T-shirt. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. That's pretty it cool. Really is. And I'll tell you what, I, I did Telstra and I played, Drew. It was blocked extremely well. Gorgeous hat on a hat. Yeah, gorgeous. Really nice. I mean, Wesley Woodyard was blocked on Zach Fulton, so he got an arm on Lamar, but he wasn't able to get off that block fast enough to make a play. Bayard then missed the tackle. And then it was it was off to the races. Yeah. Lamar, after being caught earlier this year, when he took some he took some grief for that. <laughs> he was he was not when he walked in the locker room. I was like, they weren't about to catch you tonight. He just flashed me that smile. And I was like, he just said, nope, not he, tonight. Clowney said today when we talked to him on Thursday that he was he was ready to mess with Lamar when he got back to the sideline because he thought he was going to get caught because I guess that has happened before. Yeah, and then he's like, well, I just had to dab him up because he. He got it done. He I was happy for him, and he yeah. he was happy. Everyone was happy for him. But yeah, that, that just it's kind of a remarkable when this offense gets in a rhythm, it's very impressive because they went three drives and change without facing a third down. They're picking up chunk yardage. Yeah, they really were. I mean, when you go back and just look at the big plays, I mean, obviously Lamar's ninety-seven yarder, but he had he had those twenty-one, twelve, and fifteen-yard runs on that yeah. first drive, and that to me was kind of the biggest key, Drew, because that. That kind of set the tone of of we're about to we're about to hammer you mm-hmm. we're just going to hammer you, and it feels like against Tennessee that's the kind of day that you're going to have. Yep. Because they'll show you some creative zone blitz stuff. They'll bring different dudes, and so they might get some sacks. Yeah. They might do some of that. But if you really if you if you look at the the defensive numbers for them, there really isn't anything that stood out. To be honest, I mean they got four sacks. They interestingly enough, they all shared sacks. It was like half sack, half sack, half sack, half sack. So they got four sacks, and they got six hits. But that was a significant number in Nashville when they played. I think it was like 10 or 12. Yeah. And it really confused them. I thought there was a really there was a really interesting moment to me in that game. I kept looking for that nickel blitz where Logan Ryan would come off the edge. Because yeah, that, that burned the Texans the first time around back in September. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Logan got a really good shot on Deshaun. They missed it. This time, I saw the Texans catch it. Uh-huh. Perfectly, and the offensive line caught it because I think I think Deshaun was an empty actually, and he caught it uh, like Kendall Lamb in the, in the right side of the line caught it, and Logan Ryan is running in, and then all of a sudden the way they were passing off the blocks, Kendall was like, "Come on, Logan," and he was like, he knew at that point he wasn't going to get there, so he tried to throw a move, and Kendall just caught him and it was done, but that gave Deshaun time to throw, and I just remember seeing that going, his team is not making the same mistake; they get beat by something or by a scheme, or by a player, or by a player, or whatever, they're not getting beat by it again. And I think another great example of that was on the final drive of the first half. They had 18 seconds left. They had no timeouts. Could mm-hmm. they get a field goal off? Against Tennessee, they couldn't do that in Nashville. But against against the Titans here, they had one more second. Now, I know that they spiked it with a second. They could have spiked it about five or six seconds earlier. Deshaun scrambles. He gets what he could. Everybody gets back to the line, and then Deshaun like takes his time, makes sure yep. everybody's set, then he spikes it. They do that at Nashville. Who knows what happens if you go into overtime at that game. But anyhow, uh, the point being, they're learning from things that they screwed up earlier, didn't execute earlier, got burned on earlier. They're doing a good job with that. That also, Spike, counts as an incompletion. There were a couple of drops by Texans receivers. Yep. The, what, what do you have, five incompletions total? So that's that's three of five incompletions right there. Yeah, he was 19-24. I mean, Deshaun's rating was 131. Yeah. So, I mean, he was he was right on Hell par. Hell game, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the the difference in this one, in between those two, if you look at the two quarterbacks, 
Mariota's rating was a little bit higher, but Deshaun threw two touchdowns. Mariota threw two touchdowns, but Deshaun ran for seventy. Yeah. and had a touchdown. And you well, don't, and you don't and get Mariota did, and you don't get points as a quarterback in that rating system for choosing the right play to hey get your running back for a big chunky yardage or no doubt. Do, I mean that and that counts for something you just can't quantify it all the time. Well, I think what's what's interesting is we were talking to Bill O'Brien. You, you and I have talked about this a lot, and that's not it. to penalize Mariota. No, either, no, 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 but it's more to praise. Uh, Watson. Yeah, absolutely, and I'm, and I'm about to do that because when Bill O'Brien came in here for his coach's show, I always talked to him about situations. You and I talked about that. They always work on it. We see them since he's walked in here. They give him a situation. They run with it. So they work on it all the time, and so I know that he's want he's wanted to master that. That he's wanted the offense to master that. It was a fun night on the whole, and now we've got to turn the page. Texans had to turn the page a little bit more quickly than they they do because eh, there's six days instead of seven days right. to prepare. And they get the Cleveland Browns, and I just want to focus on one thing. You said it, I think, two days ago, and it's stuck in my brain ever since. In the month of November, the Cleveland Browns offensive line gave up two quarterback hits. Not sacks, just two quarterback hits. That's really, really impressive. Yeah. But they're facing a front seven that I don't think compares to any of the front sevens they faced in the month of November. And one of their guys, Joel Batonio, one of their offensive linemen, said, uh, this is probably the nastiest front we're going to take on in J.J. Watt and yeah. Clowney and Merciless and so on and so on. And those guys are playing at their perceived, what we think they should play at levels, but it's spilling over and everybody else is playing that way and playing really well too. Well, I think there are two things with that. Batonio knows last year that they got a little bit of a break because they didn't face Watt or Merciless. Mm-hmm. So they got a little bit of a break. And then you add Tyron Matthew to the mix. You add Kareem. And Kareem was there last year, but Kareem playing at that high level. He's doing different high things, level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you got Zach in the midst of a really good second year coming off the knee injury. Benardrick. Benardrick playing well. I mean, you. but in particular, you got Watt and Merciless back, which by having Watt and Merciless in there, you have an opportunity to do some different things. I mean, you can leave J.J. just where he is on that left side and just move everybody else around, and they've still got issues. The second part of that is when you're facing the Falcons – and the Bengals and the Chiefs, three defenses that they've faced since Freddie Kitchens took over and really kind of took the offense on his own and, and started running with it with Baker. I don't know if there's anybody on any of those defenses I would say, yeah, come play for us. I mean, maybe a guy here like, yeah, I'd watch Geno Atkins. But even still, you, I mean, you got to think an NFL team is going to hit an opposing quarterback at least right. more than two or three times a game, much yeah. less in a month. I mean, I'm with you on, on – the level of talent, yeah, yeah, but it's still it's it's amazing that they weren't able to get to the quarterback. And I think you know? Baker's got a lot to do with that. Yeah, the way he can move around in the pocket, he's getting rid of the football, and I think that's been the mandate from from Freddie um, is to get rid of the football, find your guy, throw the pass, and let's go. And and he's been he's been very good. I mean, this is as big a challenge the Texans are going to face in many many weeks mm-hmm. from the quarterback position, even though he's a rookie. And that's why I think shaking him up early with a hit or a turnover. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception since, I think, the Chiefs game. He's, he's, nine, he's 91, 19 he's one interception. They're the best games. in the NFL at yeah. turnover, tied for first. I'm surprised you didn't bring that to the park. They're plus 14. Texans are plus four. I mean, they are really, really good at that. Yeah. Their defense is getting takeaways, and they don't turn the ball over too much. Yeah, and I think that's, that's going to be a key. It's odd that they're 4-6-1 and one with a turnover differential like that. True. But they tied the Steelers, should have won that game. They lost by three to the Saints in week two. It's a different Saints team, but yeah. they missed a bunch of field goals in that game. You flip those two games around, and you're talking about six and five. Yeah. 
and this, that's what this team feels like. It feels like a six and five team, to be honest. Yeah, it really does. So, they in other games they've 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 been in it for a while, but then there have been games. I mean, the Steelers, the second time, really decisively handled them. The Chargers did the same thing. So, good teams, the cream of the crop in the AFC, have taken care of business against them. The Chiefs did that on the road, beat them by sixteen. So, the good teams in the AFC, that if you want to use that as a litmus test. How did those teams do against Cleveland? I think that's going to be a good measuring stick for this team. Did you just say cream of the crop? Yeah, sort of. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Made me think of our uh, our old pal, Randy Macho Man Savage, when you said that. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. How did he say it? He said it like... The cream of the crop! Ah, uh, Randy, you've seen the pictures of me with Macho Man, right? No. Back in 2000? No. <laughs> no. You haven't seen these pictures? No. All right. Well, Why have I not seen those pictures? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to – I'll tweet about them later. Okay. Or I'll show them to you later. If you guys want to see pictures, I want proof – this is a proof of life right here. I want a proof of life that you guys are listening to this out there. If you're listening to this, tweet at me. Tweet at John. doesn't matter. Hey, I want to see those pictures of, of Drew with Randy Macho Man Savage. It's another time. It was awesome. Rise to the top. Oh, yeah. I want to see those. I'm going to tell the Randy Macho Man Savage story on the next in the lab. Okay, okay. yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I don't even want to wait for this. Yeah. I'll tell I you off, okay. off the air, but yeah. I want proof. Of, I, want to, I want to know who's listening. Okay? okay. That's a good one. I want to know if you're listening to this, I want to hear you. I want to hear from you. That's good. Okay. I like it. Right.